It's time for Rhema for Today. See, with your tongue, with your tongue, you're going to produce either health or sickness. With your my tongue, with your mouth, with your words. Tongue, mouth, words. They all go together. You understand that? And so we need to understand this. That faith will cause the power of God to move in our behalf and will cause us to receive the miraculous into our lives. But that faith has to be released in words through our mouth. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on Rama for Today Radio. Right now, Let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. God's best, God's provision is ours by the claim of faith. But you see, faith must be released through words, or in words, through your mouth. That reminds you of what Jesus said, doesn't it, Mark eleven twenty three, Whosoever shall say, and shall not doubt in his heart, but you believe those things which he says shall come to pass? He shall have whatsoever he saith. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. You see, doubt can cause you to receive something less from God's best. But blessed be God, faith will cause you to receive God's best. But faith must be released in words through your mouth. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. We read. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Now think about that. Whoso keepeth his mouth and tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. In other words, he created his own troubles with his mouth and his tongue. See, a lot of people thought somebody else did it. They're always complaining, blaming somebody else. They, they've created their own troubles. Whoso keepeth his mouth and tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. And then we read further here. See, mouth, tongue, words. Mouth, tongue, words. There is that speaketh like the piercing of the sword. But the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. Here he talks about your tongue being health. Amen. See, with your tongue, with your tongue, you're going to produce either health or sickness. 
With your my tongue, with your mouth, with your words. Tongue, mouth, words. They all go together. You understand that? And so we need to understand this. That faith will cause the power of God to move in our behalf. And will cause us to receive the miraculous into our lives. But that faith has to be released in words through our mouth. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Faith is released by words. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's so with salvation. That's so with healing. Faith for salvation is released in words by your mouth. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead. You see, because you believe God has raised him from the dead, you know that he is Lord of all. And you confess him as your Lord. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. That is, he believes he's right with God because Jesus made him right. Jesus paid the price. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. It's with his mouth that he confesses that he's saved. It's with the heart that man believes unto healing. It's with his mouth that he confesses that he's healed. Are you listening to me? And even, I'll tell you this right now, even though you get healed by some, by God initiating something on his own, by manifestations of gifts and so on and so forth, you'll not maintain that healing without maintaining a positive faith confession. Because the devil will camouflage the thing and take it away from it. I've seen it happen again and again. Faith is released by words. Learn to use words so they'll work for you. Praise God. Words. Somebody said make you a millionaire or a pauper. Now just decide which one you want to be. Keep on talking poverty and keep on poor mouthing it and you'll stay poor. Words will make you a millionaire or a pauper. Words will make you wanted or desired or despised. Now, if you want to be despised, just keep on speaking hateful words and unlovely words and mean words. But if you want to be loved and desired, then speak lovely words. Hallelujah. Words will make you a victor or keep you a captive. If you want to be victorious, then start speaking victory words. Words like this, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Words like this, this is the victory. This is the victory, the Bible said, that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Words like this, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Words like this, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. Words like this, if God be for us, who can be against us? Words like this, my Father is greater than all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Words like this, the name of Jesus has authority and power on earth, in heaven and under the earth. Among men, angels, and demons. And that name belongs to me. Glory to God, and that'll make you a victor. But your words can keep you captive. Keep on talking about how I'm defeated. Poor old me. 
I've tried and tried and just look like everything's against me. I can't make it. The devil just, just, just keeps me sick all the time. And keep on talking like that and you'll stay like you are and get worse. Amen. You see, friends, actually, if you are defeated, you're defeated with your own lips. I know a lot of times people lay it off on the devil. They'll lay it off on somebody else. You know, fellow Christians, sometimes they'll even lay it off on the preacher. But we might as well get out to brass tacks. If I'm defeated, if you're defeated, you're the one, I'm the one that's responsible for it. Because you're defeated with your own lips. There's another verse in Proverbs that I like. Been a favor of mine for a good many years. Proverbs, the sixth chapter and the second Verse, it has to do with what I'm talking about, words. Thou art snared, it said, with the words of thy mouth. Proverbs 6, 2. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. The margin of my King James translation reads, Thou art taken captive with the words of thy mouth. Somebody put it like this. I read this many years ago. You said that you could not. And the moment that you said it, you were whipped. You said that you did not have faith. And doubt rose up like a giant and bound you. You're imprisoned with your own words. You talk failure and failure held you in bondage. For as Proverbs 6, 2 said, Thou art snared, thou art taken captive with the words of thy mouth. Now as believers and as Christians, never talk failure. Never talk defeat. I don't know about you, but I don't believe in failure. I don't believe in defeat. I don't believe that God is a God of failure. Do you believe he's a God of failure? No. I don't believe he's a God of defeat. And we are children of God, then we oughtn't to be children of failure. I believe God's a God of victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe God's a God of success. I believe God's a God of prosperity. I believe God's a God of, of plenty. God is a spirit. Jesus said he was, and he is, didn't he? Remember speaking to the woman, the fourth chapter of John's gospel, woman at the well of Samaria? That woman, you know, Samaritans were half-breed Jews, and they said, you know, she said, the Jews say you have to worship God in Jerusalem. Our forefathers worship God in this mountain. What do you say about it? Jesus said, the time has come and now is that they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth for he said God is a spirit. Well, I don't believe that he's a spirit of poverty. I think the devil sold one on us on that one. The church world as a whole. Bless the Lord. I remember my wife and I when we first got married almost 42 years ago, over 41 years ago. And right about this time, the month of June of 1939, we accepted the pastorate of a little church in the north, in the black land of north central Texas. Well, we'd only been married a few months. And when I'd married, my dad-in-law had said, because I rented, I pastored a different church at that time in the community where they lived and and I rented a room from one of my board members and stayed with him because the church had no parsonage. 
When you get married, just move in here, you see. We have plenty of room. And uh, he was a farmer in this community, and he said, uh, uh, you know, board and room won't cost you anything. What the church pays you, just save it up to help get started in life. So, you see, we, we didn't have any furniture. We didn't have any housekeeping utensils and so on and so forth. So we moved into this party. They had a little furniture in this party. It wasn't fully furnished. The pastor had left about half of the furniture belonged to him. He moved what belonged to him, of course. And there was a little bit of furniture left there, but not much. And, and no dishes. And no cooking utensils. Well, we had just been married about six months, and they had given us a shower in this other church, and we would got a few cooking utensils, not many, but a few. And a few little odds and ends and dishes, but no set of dishes. You know, 39, those were depression days. I don't know if anybody can remember that far back or not, but brother, it wasn't like it is now. And uh, so we, we didn't have much. Tell you the truth about the matter. There was a table in the kitchen and a stove in this parsonage, but no chairs. And so I got me an apple box. You know, they, had, they made them out of wood in those days, not paper, pasteboard. And, and a couple of them. And we sat on those apple crates. And we didn't have plates. So we got, a, I think we had one plate from the wife, and I got me a bucket lid. <laughs> and we didn't have a full setting of knife or a fork and a spoon, you know. We had to pass the knife back and forth. and got but one. Did happen to have two forks. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.